First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Like a boss. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? I'm Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, specifically the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, which we pretty much kick off every single uh, Monday through Friday here at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's kind of been a staple of the beginning of the show, and it will be moving forward, especially as all the NFL news, and, and we're getting closer and closer to August 1. We're going to have so much news every single day to break down. This news segment at the beginning of the show is pretty much going to be the whole, the, you know, the entire show half the time. And then, of course, the voicemails and, and phone calls and such. But we're going to get right to the news, and then we're going to tackle... All of your voicemails. Uh, we are live. Of course, we're live. We're always live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And it's a, it's an hour scheduled show. But yesterday, we went two hours and 50 minutes. The day before that, we went an hour and a half. Like We go way over every single day, pretty much. Uh, I don't want to schedule it a certain time. We just kind of wing it. And, and speaking of winging it, let's get to our news. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk. Here is your breaking news. So let's talk about Gabe Davis. There is a report here that Gabe Davis is at a, a 227 pounds. He's at 227 LBs. Now, the initial report, this is similar to the Najee Harris report, where it was like Najee Harris is up, you know, 10, 15, 20, whatever the first report was. And the person was taking his college weight, not his the weight he played at last year and, and giving you the, the discrepancy between the two weights. Same thing kind of reported here initially because Gabe Davis is listed at 210 pretty much everywhere, but he he's, he's weighing it at 227. <laughs> so that's quite a big you know jump, 17 pounds, but it's not the case because he played at 220 last year. So he's only up seven pounds from 220 last year. But let me tell you something. I, I often tell you gaining weight isn't a great thing for a player. I'm I'm not mad about this one. He played at 220 last year. He's only up seven pounds. But this kid is 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 different. I think that this helps him. He's still young. He hasn't been playing at a certain weight his entire career. He hasn't been uh, you know, a, a top wide receiver option for his team for a long period of time. He's still getting to know what works for him and what doesn't. Sometimes gaining weight can be a very bad thing, especially for running backs more so than any other position. Wide receivers, I'm not that worried about it. But I think in Gabe Davis's case where this guy is trying to take the next step, he's trying to stay healthy, trying to absorb hits. He's lifting weights like a madman. There's 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 video footage of this guy squatting more than than most people could squat, bench press more than most people can bench press. This guy's a monster in the weight room, and I I think this is going to be a really really good thing for for Gabe Davis. I'm starting to feel like in the drafts I've already partaken in, 
I, I missed the boat by not drafting him, by not reaching just a little bit to make sure I grabbed him as my wide receiver three. There's a real possibility that Gabe Davis could. I, I'm I'm drafting Diggs. I'm not I'm not a moron. I'm drafting Diggs ahead of Gabe Davis, of course. You know, no one's gonna even consider that. But like when you're when you're drafting the two and you're like I kind of feel like getting like Debo here instead of Diggs, or I kind of feel like making sure I get Lamb or Javante, and then maybe I go after Gabe Davis later, and I don't go after Stephon Diggs. I love Diggs. I love Diggs. Um, I like drafting Diggs, but there's the possibility that this kid could, if he doesn't pass him, which would be, I think, a tall order, he could hang with him. Like, they could rotate a little bit, and maybe Diggs ends up finishing, you know, a handful of points higher. I'm not saying that Diggs is not the number one wide receiver. I don't want anybody to walk away from the show going, Smitty likes, you know, Gabe Davis over Diggs. But at the cost of entry, and the other players that you can grab where Diggs is going, and the fact that Diggs has been efficient in terms of the numbers and on paper, but the statistic, the, the fantasy football points haven't been what we'd hoped for last year. It was a little bit... A little bit disappointing. Um, I I think it's not crazy to imagine this guy Gabe Davis tearing off more of a, a lion's share of the the wide receiver one slash two work than we think. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly—it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He literally could walk into very, very good wide receiver to production. He could absolutely have like medium to high-end wide receiver to production and you can draft him as, as a high-end wide receiver three. So Gabe Davis, for me, is somebody that, that I'm attacking now go forward more than I did from this point going backward. This is kind of a wake-up call. You know, like, hey, hey, I liked him, I liked him, I, I wanted him, I keep missing on him, I keep letting other people snag him from me. Um, I, I, I know what I'm looking at, I know he's got a lot of upside, but I'm ignoring it. This is a wake-up call. This is a wake-up call. That this kid's going to be a monster in 2022. He's taken the offseason more seriously than in anybody else I've seen in his exact position where he's rising up and he has the potential with his quarterback to be overfed. Like, there's, there's so much volume here to be had because there really is no... There's Shakir, there's... There's a lot of, you know, crowd or whatever. There's a lot of options, right? But there is nobody standing in the way of him grabbing a hold of the wide receiver two job with a kung fu grip and saying, no one's taking this from me. And with Josh Allen delivering the football, there's more than enough for Gabe Davis to not even do what I'm saying and earn you way more than his ADP. He can he can crush 
wide receiver three numbers, he can crush wide receiver three numbers even if he doesn't do what we're talking about here and take another step forward. Even if he's the wide receiver two in Buffalo, that could be a wide receiver two fantasy football-wise. I'm really starting to feel like I'm I'm going to be scooping this guy up in every single league I can moving forward. I'm loving get me some Gabe Davis. There, there's the shot he's the best wide receiver in Buffalo. Who in here agrees or disagrees? I'd love to know. Ryan Kilpatrick says Gabe Davis will be a dog. Smash that like button. Uh, let's go. Um, first in the building today was Axe. Appreciate you. I don't know if... Actually, I saw something over on the YouTube chat that said different. First in the building was Michael KCPA. Why is it not showing in my system? Michael KCPA, then Axe, then Overcome, then Bo, then Blackbeard, then Calvin, Gary, Thor. Hey, Michael KCPA, you missed uh, uh, yesterday's show, didn't you? We had a doozy where uh, Seth Jocelyn knocked off the other Jocelyn for the uh, the high super chatter of the year for with a 399 wad. But I wanted to thank you for all that you uh, all that you helped initiate with everything that we got going on here on the show and being the reigning champion of of the highest super chatter of the year for a while. I made this this little page right here. To, to, to give to, to give thanks to everybody that has been a part of this show's growth um, and, and, and join the $1.99 YouTube exclusive membership. So if you guys have not done that, let me drop the link into the chat and pin it. But if you want to become a YouTube exclusive member, all you got to do is go visit this link right here. I've dropped it in the chat. I'm going to pin it right now. And these are all the members we got so far. There might be a few that I've, I've left off. I've, I need to update this. But here are the YouTube exclusive members so far. We got Axe. We got James. We got uh, Scissors. By the way, Scissors, the third one listed, he's got millions and millions of followers on on uh, YouTube, by the way. He's probably the biggest uh, follower we have. <laughs> he guy's a monster on YouTube. He's got like, uh, Scissors has got, how many how many followers does Scissor at? Scissors have? Like 4 million followers on YouTube or subscribers. Uh, JP, uh, one of the longest um, YouTube members that I have. Joey as well. Noah. Sarver, that's a different Noah. Jose Pena is, and Alex Cruz. I think Alex Cruz is the longest YouTube exclusive member that we have. I think he's been there from month one. Uh, James Conklin, Smitty, 80, Navage, MJ, Thorbear, Bruce, Roger, RGB, East Coast Taddy, uh, Grind, uh, Collusion, Zach, uh, Chucky, Shoddy, uh, Mario, James, Kayla, Swaggy, Storm, uh, Devin, Paul, Ricky, Lyndon, you see everybody on here. G Money, Jacob Blair, Bella, uh, check yourself, Matt, uh, Slothy, WRM, KG Money, you got another money on here. Ron Navy, Raphael, Freddie, Carter, Pearson, Blackbeard, Smith, Rockout, Overcome, Silver Rapture, Philip, Michael K, CPA, Fantasy Dog, Kilpatrick, Calvin, Denny, uh, Kenny Powers, Cameron, Terry, Avatar, Code Plays, uh, Macho Hoovy, Kenwar Vamp. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. A uh, friendly Ryan and Ryan's one of the longer super uh, me- members as well in Ozzy. Appreciate every single one of you. And over on the left side, we've got the current leader, uh, highest super chat, a single live stream, uh, three ninety nine by the the Jocelyn uh, monster, the Seth monster over there. Uh, but Niner by nature, Michael KCPA, Pretty Richie, and Jocelyn, the other Jocelyn. I want to thank all you guys for being um, absolute monsters and thank everybody. You don't not that everybody has to drop a super chat to be you know thanked, but. Okay, so I wanted, and anybody can join at any time by clicking on that link that I got pinned in the chat. There's a $1.99 uh, option, and that gives you all the emojis and the exclusive, uh, exclusive chat when we do that during the season. Or we lock things down to only YouTube members so that we can get to all the questions. Uh, well, yeah, Scissors. Uh, Scissors is one of our, our, our longtime YouTube exclusive members, and he's, he's huge. Um, I, I'd like to get him in the, in the, the video calls, but he's busy. Anyway, um, Deshaun Watson, next piece of news. We won't stay on this one too long because there's not much to up to, to, to get to, but basically ESPN Cleveland's reporting that as I heard from a reliable source right now, I'm hearing four to six game suspension for Watson. I don't mean to like call this person out, call ESPN Cleveland out, um, but there's no way they're hearing this information. Like, even if this ends up being the case, somebody that has good knowledge of historical cases like it or how they're going about it may may be using speculative, you know, information and feeding it to this individual. And even if this individual here, uh, the real T. Rizzo is correct, um, or ESPN Cleveland's correct, or however, whoever, whoever's really the source of this, um... It doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they nailed it. Like they're predicting, they're trying to guess, and we see this all the time. We saw this with the Deshaun Watson trade. Everybody like, okay, he's going to Atlanta. I'm I'm 90 sure. I'm hearing a report per source. Everybody trying to just get clicks and be the person that got the the story broke. You know, oh, I'm hearing. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Atlanta. So let's just and it's probably gonna be in the next day or two. The odds are really great. So I'm just gonna go out there and pretend I have information. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead, Jonathan. Just Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, subscribe, uh, subscriber. Appreciate you. Where were we? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that, uh, he's traded to Atlanta. You'll hear within a day or two, and then you'll think I'm right. That's the same thing people are doing here. Like four to six games, six to eight games. We all think it could be low, a lot lower than what Roger Goodell or the NFL would hand out. The NFL and Roger Goodell reportedly want indefinite. And it makes sense because the man is going through something that's kind of unraveling as we speak. There are potentially 60 to 100 people that are involved in this thing. And with the settlements, that the 20 settlements, you got to wonder the four cases left that aren't settling. You got to wonder if that four is going to grow to double digit numbers again as people potentially come forward. And you know that attorney, uh, the, the prosecutor, uh, prosecuting attorney, you know he's reaching out to people that were probably on the fence saying, we got the blueprint for the settlement, you want back in, let's do this quick. You know that he's reaching out to people and it, that number is going to increase by August. I, I almost, I, I could almost say 
with a with a strong confidence level that we're gonna see double digit cases. We even know of two that were supposed to be filed that were wait. What are we waiting on with those two cases? I don't know. We haven't heard anything on that. But the four should grow to six, and then we're only needing four more to get to a double di digit number. The NFL is like. We can't deal with this ongoing problem where there's a statute of limitations until Feb uh, March of next year where these things could keep popping up. So what do you do? Hand a, hand a suspension, six to eight games, four to six games to a guy that new cases are likely to pop up. And I know you can't really make determinations on likely or predict that other cases are going to come forward. I'm not necessarily saying that. But I think because there's this open door to that and the fact that you haven't resolved these issues and there's a lot of, of evidence to suggest there was a lot of things that took place that that maybe the DA didn't want to actually prosecute because they felt like they wouldn't it would just be too long of a road to go down. Um, that's what we're hearing out of the the Houston Police Department that they have actual evidence that the DA had and the DA decided not to move forward on it even though the evidence does exist. There's all kinds of people that are going to come to bat for Deshaun Watson. I get it and I actually appreciate it. Anybody that's trying to defend this man and preach innocent until proven guilty, I do appreciate that angle. And I love that we we live in a country where you are innocent until proven guilty. But you can't, You this is something where your boss is probably going to come to you and say paid leave. Look, I can't take away your money because you are innocent until proven guilty. But we're going to go ahead and say you can't deal with this right now. You're going to have to go take care of it and come back when it's over. Paid leave. Paid leave is what you you probably need. To, this probably is what the the league wants to happen. Obviously, in Roger Goodell, and then the NFLPA is going to obviously want to go with the lower end number. Uh, we'll we'll find out what happens. I think it's going to be between six and ten games. I don't think it'll be four to six. I think this would be a laughing stock type type of number to come out after all of this, and and the NFL Roger Goodell as much as he doesn't want to circumvent the process of 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 going around the recommendation of the individual Sue Robinson, who they brought in to be an independent judge and and person to decide what the the punishment should be, Roger Goodell won't want to circumvent that process because it's going to make it a joke if Roger Goodell takes her recommendation and just says he's out a whole year. You know, no one's going to appreciate the process at all at that point. So Roger Goodell is going to stay very close to the recommendation, in my opinion of what Sue comes out with. But if she comes out with four to six games, Roger Goodell probably won't have that. Sponsorship, advertising dollars. It's all about money to the NFL. They're not going to sit there and be okay with four to six games. But you never know. More on that to come. Uh, but nothing really new other than people making big guesses and, and, and breaking news with it. Jalen Tolbert is now the number two wide receiver in Dallas. This guy's got a lot of upside, guys. A lot of upside. He's now entrenched in the number two wide receiver role in Dallas because Gallup is not ready. Gallup, the word is Gallup won't be ready for week one. He won't be ready for week one. So um, that means that Tolbert by default is going to be the wide receiver too. And if anybody thinks Gallup's going to come in an often injured player, come in and just take away the job from Tolbert, who's going to be entrenched in the starting job, learning quickly, thrown to the fire, um, um, improving and building rapport with Dak, and he's a future wide receiver too. There, uh, I don't. I, I think you got you got a, a disappointment coming um, if you're expecting Gallup to come in and just take the job back away from Tolbert if Tolbert's effective at all. And I like him enough to where I think you know what he's going to be effective right out of the gate. Maybe be inconsistent, but I really think this kid 
could be pretty pretty good. I think he could really be pretty good. So he's projected to be a starter. Um, I, I really like him. So start start scooping him up at the end of your draft. Don't expect him to be your wide receiver three. That's not what I'm saying. But I think uh, Gallup won't be himself until 2023, says Stormcat. I, I agree. I agree. James Washington, wide receiver one. No, 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 no. Ryan Smith. <laughs> R. Smith. Um, you know, Washington's a, a, a definitely a, a good option for, for targets and stuff. But but come on. C.D. Lamb season. C.D. Lamb season, bro. Get lambed. Let's not get carried away. Um, question to all of you before we move on to voicemails and, and, uh, and, and phone calls. Is does anybody think who here raise your hand or put a thumbs down if you think there's a, a decent like a decent to good now it doesn't have to be a lock I'm not saying you're predicting it to happen but a decent to very good chance that Gabe Davis rivals Diggs or equals Diggs we won't even say beats him out let's just say equals or rivals Diggs all year long or by the end of the year does anybody think at the end of the day there's not a big separation or a separation at all between Gabe Davis and Diggs. Uh, raise your hand. It's a bold take. It's certainly not like something that that you're going to draft around. It's more one of those things that like, hey, I really like Lamb here. I really, I really like Javante here. I like Diggs, but I feel like there's a little, there's a weird, like I get a little bit of a vibe, a little bit of a vibe that there's potential disappointment for Diggs. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But um, I think Gabe Davis could have a big year. Could have a really big year. He's one of the better wide receivers in the NFL uh, toward the end of the season. He was looking good. He was precise. He was uh, efficient. He was looking like a monster. Avatar said, uh, Nico Collins, Houston, keep an eye on him, Smitty. That's a good one, Avatar. That's a good one. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Sorry I missed that until right now. Avatar. To the moon. Appreciate you, buddy boy. Appreciate you. Um, I have them both in Dynasty. Take a lap, Smitty. For what? For 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 posing the question that a lot of people are asking? You know, I, I made it pretty clear. There's no way I'm drafting Gabe Davis as my number one wide receiver in fantasy. He's my wide receiver 3-4. But what I'm saying is go with a Lamb. Go with a, a Debo. Go with a Javante. Go with a player like that, and maybe you grab you grab D- Gabe Davis as your wide receiver 3-4. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, is there a shot that this guy ends up being closer to Diggs than anybody imagined? I don't think it's a crazy question, bro, to ask. I don't think it's a crazy thing to think. I don't think it's absolutely asinine to be like, I like, I like Diggs a lot, but when push comes to shove, there is an uneasy feeling I can't explain called a gut instinct to where I'm like, I like Debo, and I like I like Javante. Obviously, Javante, Debo, and, and and a handful of players just a tiny bit more than I like going digs with the concerns I have that Gabe Davis could be pretty close to him. And why not go after a Debo, a Lamb, or Javante and try and get crafty with that that spot? Because Josh Allen is going to feed some people and. Those people are going to be Gabe Davis and Diggs, and if Diggs gets banged up, and I'm not that's a, that's a big what if, but Gabe Davis to the moon. I mean, Gabe Davis would do kind of what I believe Mike Williams was doing before he got hurt, and how he just kind of exploded. 
Overcome with a super chat. Overcome, appreciate you. Do you have a current favorite player? Uh, current favorite player. Javante um, is probably my favorite player right now. I love Javante. You guys know how much I love Lamb. Brees Hall is getting up there. Uh, ETN. Those are kind of, I mean, my shirt, the shirt I made the other day, it's actually in the wash because I, I, after the show, I went running and I had to clean it. I need to put Trey Lance on there too. That was the one thing I forgot to do yesterday. Um, Burrow, Herbert. I mean, I, I, how do I pick? How do I pick? All of my children are equal, bro. I can't pick, but I would say that those are some of my favorite players. Herbert, Burrow, Javante, ETN, um, Tony Pollard, Lamb, you know, I, I know I'm leaving out, I know I'm leaving out some guys, but like those are some of the guys I absolutely love. I love Burrow. And as I said, Burrow and Brees Hall, and of course Brees Hall, Burrow and Brees Hall are probably the two best draft values in fantasy football 2022. As much as I love Herbert, as much as I think Herbert's going to win the NFL MVP, as much as I think Herbert's going to win a Super Bowl, um, and win NFL, he'll be the, the, the MVP of the, the Super Bowl. As much as I think all those things are probably going to happen, Joe Burrow, two, sometimes three rounds later, capable of, of beating him out. You know, he could. Burrow could beat out Herbert. It, it could happen. But he's going to be close enough to Herbert that at a two or three round discount, there's no safer player in fantasy football 2022 than Joe Burrow in six, seven round territory. There's no safer running back in fantasy football than Brees Hall in round four. So Brees Hall and Joe Burrow are my top two values in 2022. And I don't even have to dig super deep into a, into the draft. I'm in round four and round six with my two favorite sleepers. And I love Javante. Love Javante. Javante's a steal. Uh, checking in. Shirts were sharp. Yeah, we got the... Um, we got the shirt right here. We got to mail it out to uh, Jocelyn. But here, here's the shirt. Um, it looks good. This one we made for Jocelyn, who is now, as you can see at the top of the corner of the screen, the $399, $399 super chat he dropped. Made this beauty form right there. Look at that. Get breezed. Lamb. Dak Prescott. Monty. Dalton Schultz. Looking fire. That sucker is getting mailed out with some uh, drink coasters and stickers and maybe maybe some other little knickknacks in there for my boy um, Jocelyn, Seth Jocelyn, who dropped that big wad. And if anybody knocks him off, anybody knocks off Seth, I immediately stop the, the stream. I don't stop it. I stop what I'm doing and I start making a shirt, a custom shirt for whoever knocks off Seth Jocelyn. And I love you, Seth Jocelyn. But I sure hope someone knocks you off fast. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll be okay. We'll keep you up there for a little bit too. We'll, we'll keep both of you up there. Um, but the person that knocks you off will knock you off after about a day. We'll, you know, we'll keep Seth Jocelyn on there for about a day just to, you know, right below. But someone's going to be up there eventually. Someone's going to knock off uh, Seth. It'll probably be Seth knocking off Seth is my guess. But that, that's just me guessing. Uh, but that shirt is fire. Um, that's his fantasy team. He wanted his, That's what you're probably going to get from most people that, that end up doing this. Is you're going to want to get your fantasy team right on there. I put my favorite players on mine. This shirt's absolute fire. Um, it's a new, new uniform for the show. Uh, let's get to the, the voicemails. It's voicemail time. 
Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. He'll punch you in the throat. We're going to keep the topic on screen right here. 125 of you in here. We're, we're going to start inching toward that 200 mark. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. I can't emphasize em uh, enough how much the, the like button helps your boy Smitty. The engagement gets this thing on the map. Let's blow this thing up in 2022, shall we? Uh, let's let's drop some of these uh, voice messages here. This one is from... Actually, this one's from Stormcat, and then we're going to get to Kenny's, who he got from the Discord. The Discord asked a bunch, a bunch of questions, and Kenny was kind enough, and he will be moving forward. Uh, what's up, Alex Cruz? Alex Cruz, check this out, buddy. This is what I got cooking here. Alex Cruz is at the uh thank you for the super chat how much for the t-shirt eat uh okay um let's <laughs> if you're the top super chatter i'll make it if, if you knock off seth johnson i'll make it um here here's the list of all the youtube exclusive members and alex cruz at the bottom left of the list of, of people he is the number one i believe longest reigning YouTube member that I have, Alex Cruz, I appreciate you. Mark Cleveland, it is 399 bucks at the top left corner. And uh and and Mark, if you do knock them off, um I'll 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 throw in a you know a total draft call. So you have 400 bucks. I'll throw in a draft call with you, Mark. So if that helps nudge you or whatever. But let's get to these voice messages while we're waiting for um Mark Cleveland dropping a $49 super chat. Mark, what's up, pal? Appreciate you, Mark. Mark is a monster. I love Mark. Mark is one of my longest um, running followers, too. I feel like Mark's been with me from almost day one. Silver's been with me from almost day one. Uh, Alex Cruz has been here from the beginning. JP, I don't see JP in here anymore. Alex, you need to tell JP to get in here. Um, Mark, it's okay. Mark, I'll, I'll, uh, I owe you a shirt anyway, Mark. Mark with a 49 spot. I love it. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Stormcat. Smitty. Hey, Stormcat here. Uh, I've been racking up the frequent flyer miles over at underdog on their best ball drafts. And I wanted to bring up two trends and get your comments on them. One of them is that I'm seeing, uh, Kenneth Walker actually dropping, uh, such that he's consistently in the eighth round on almost every draft I've been doing over there. The other one is I'm seeing Dalton Schultz steadily going higher and higher, and you have to get him in the fifth round now or he's gone. I've even seen him go in the fourth round. I'm wondering at what point you think Dalton Schultz no longer becomes a good value. Thanks. These are great questions. And by the way, Mark Cleveland, I didn't give you a... Oh. For your forty-nine dollars super chat, anything over nine ninety-nine gets a gets a, a a standing ovation. So I, Mark, I apologize. That was very rude of me. Um, Mark Cleveland dropping Mark Cleveland dropping a three ninety-nine. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, buddy. Mark Cleveland, please report to the front stage. Mark Cleveland. Please report to the front stage. Your shirt is going to be ready 
and we will concoct the shirt on the live show. Okay, I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for Jocelyn, Seth Jocelyn right now. We're keeping Seth up there just for a, a couple days below Mark Cleveland um, because Seth did an amazing thing. But Mark Cleveland is now the highest super chatter of the year with a, uh, let's see, 349 or 449, 449, right? 449, Mark Cleveland, Mark Cleveland. And Mark Cleveland gets a custom shirt. Mark, can you please call up the show right now so we can design your shirt for you? Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. That's what it says yesterday. I like how Mark Cleveland was like, here's $49. And we're like, no, Mark, it was it was it was $399. He's like, oh, okay, here's $399. <laughs> Mark. Mark, Mark, that comes with a draft call. That should be $450. Okay, sorry. I don't know what I was adding. Uh, Mark, call in. Actually, I can call Mark on, on the phone here. Let me call Mark. Hold on. Mark, if you're not there, don't worry. Yeah, actually, Mark, for audio, for good audio purposes, can you call into the show if you're watching? While we wait for Mark to call, if he can, and if you can't, we'll design your shirt later. It's okay. Ryan. What's up, Smitty? Quick question for you. Which one of these QB stacks do you feel will give the best or provide the best value from drafting? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Tyler. What's up, Tyler? You are Mark. Hey. No, I don't Tyler, sound I'm disappointed, just... but you aren't Mark. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Welcome, we welcome you. Hey, what can I do for you? I just, I just want to know your thoughts on JD McKissick and who would you prefer between Gallup? Now that he's not going to make it the first probably couple of games, Christian Kirk or. Osborne, the third wide receiver for the Vikings. I'm in a 20-person draft in about an hour and a half. Uh, okay, so you're Osborne or or Kirk? So I, I mean, this is Kirk like you're, you're going into your yeah. draft. You're going into your draft, and pardon me if I don't mean this to come off wrong. You're coming in, you're going to your draft and you're tar this is what you're worried about. Your target where do I target Osborne? <laughs> Christian Kirk? Like, let's get you more prepared no. and dressed up for the ball than that. Pre previous ten man leagues, I've always been stuck with either those three, and I haven't been able to decide between the three. Yeah, but but like that's like let's focus on some bigger like okay to answer your question for that I would say Osborne I, I suppose I'm not a big Christian Kirk uh, type type of uh, drafter right now I think Osborne I don't know like we could find better wide receivers than this 
Let's talk about your draft. Let's talk about the bigger question here. You're walking into your draft. We don't want to talk about Osborne and 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 guys like that. Like this is like, is it a keeper draft? Are those the top guys available and you've kept everybody or something? It's not a keeper. It's like a what? Well, it's just a whatever you call it, like a reset. Okay. So let's talk. What pick do you have? Pick eight. Pick eight. Uh, Mark, here's the number. Uh, but call in right after he he's off the line because I'm not gonna be able to answer while while we're on. Pick eight. So pick eight, bro. I really like Swift. Um, if Swift's gone, then maybe Chase falls. Obviously, like Chase over Swift. Chase has been falling to seven or eight. Uh, uh, Mark, call in, in one second. Um, so Swift, I like a lot. I, I love this, huh? Oh, sorry. But like when it gets down to like, you know, round, you know, you know, the end of your draft, not like the first pick, but like the last pick where you have to like pick the 10th guy. Okay. You want to know like what players I like that deep? I mean, yeah. I don't like Osborne. Really I'm not like really. You're like, like we're like scrounging up for like that last. Two or three guys. Yeah, Russell Gage, and I know he's probably going to go a little earlier than that, but I'm just going to kind of go down the wide receivers. Russell Gage, I like a lot. Um, Christian Watson, I like a lot. Lazard, I like a lot. These are all much better options, I think. KJ Osborne's pretty decent, but he's like wide receiver like 80 or something, you know? So um, do I like, uh, you know, do I like, I mean, he's he, I do like him. So like I'm looking below him on a, on a consensus list right here. I don't see anything that I love more than Osborne past like 80. So when you get there, Alec Pierce, I like a lot, but he'll take a little time to develop Tolbert, who we just, you know, spoke about, but, but above KJ Osborne guys, I like a little more than Osborne. So if you see these guys available when Osborne's, you know, when you're thinking about taking Osborne, uh, Watson, I like a little bit more. Um, let's see here. Uh, give me one second, Mark. Uh, Cause when I'm on this call, I can't answer it. Uh, Kadarius Tony's interesting. Russell Gage is around like wide receiver 50. Lazard's right around 45, 50. Claypool, I like a lot more. Christian Kirk and Claypool are right there at 40, 43 to 45-ish for wide receivers. Um, that's what I'd say target those guys. I like Claypool a lot. Claypool is going to fall. Claypool could have 8 to 10 okay. TDs. Okay, thanks. Yeah, hey, call back in a little bit, and let's talk about your bigger, bigger picture, like how to attack this draft. All right, call back in a little bit, if you can. Appreciate you. Okay, uh, Mark, dial in real quick. Let's roll. Let's build this custom shirt for Mark Cleveland. Uh, Claypool could also have one TD, says Swaggy. He could. He could. 117 people in here, says Terry. Only 63 likes. Can we get the like button uh, punched and smashed a little bit? Beat it, beat it around a little bit. Smash the like button. Make it yours. You know, own that like button and get the get those likes up. I like Osborne too. I don't I don't dislike him. I just like some of those other guys better. And I think some people tar- like. Here's what I didn't get about it. the question is like, it seemed to me like he was targeting these two guys in his draft and it hadn't even begun so I was just a little bit like confused as to like this is the like you're 
we're ready to roll and attack and help you win your league. And we're talking about Osborne and Kirk. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, we need to talk about bigger things than that. Let's attack your strategy. What are you going to do with the eight pick? What are you going to do when you get in the second round? Uh, what players are going to be slept on in round three and four? Can you get Hall in round four? Uh, can you get Burrow in six? Like, these are the things I want to talk with this guy. So call back up and uh, meet missile. DJ meet missile says meet missile the like button. Thank you, meet missile. Uh, Mark, Mark, call in, Mark. Uh, uh, Seth Jocelyn said it. Yeah, it's all good. I got my shirt. Hey, Seth, I'm keeping you up there for a little bit. You deserve it. Um, let me see if I can call Mark back. Try one more time, Mark. Yeah, hey, Seth, your shirt is pretty fire, man. Oh, there's Mark. Your shirt is pretty fire. Mark, Mark Cleveland. No? Smitty, it's me. Who is this? Cruz. Alex Cruz, what's up? You're not Mark Cleveland. What's up, man? He's taking forever. Yeah, he is taking. He is taking a little Mark. time. He's calling in between. Uh, we might have to make his shirt. I, I mean, the whole thing is I'm stopping what I'm doing and I'm making a shirt live, but it, it, I got to get him on the phone though. Uh, what's up, Alex? If, if Alex is calls, one of my he, longest if he YouTube. Calls, you if what? He calls, if he calls, hang up. All right. And then, yeah, if he calls, I'll but, hang but up if on. Not, uh, I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. So, I recently um, the draft order for one of my leagues. Um, recently, uh, like got revealed and I got the 11th pick. So I was thinking, how, how am I attacking? How would you attack this 11th pick? Right. Let's say the, the top four running backs are gone. And then like the top three receivers are gone, like cup Jefferson chase. And then like, that leaves me. And then like some, some other players are gone. Maybe like, so, so how are you, what are you liking at 11? Yeah. This 11 pick. If you ask me, is is if he's there at Swift all day long, and then right here you usually can get Javante unless you're drafting like in our community. Uh, Mark keeps trying. I'm gonna call Mark on this phone here after I get off of you. I don't know why his his number is going straight to. Oh here he is. Hey hey, I'll call you right back or call call back Alex. Mark Cleveland. Yes sir. I don't know why it wasn't going through. That's weird. Um. Alex, to answer your question, Swift and Javante or uh, Adams or, you know, wide receiver like that here and Javante or Swift and Adams, Swift and Diggs. That's how I attack that. But uh, call back, Alex, after I'm done with Mark. Mark, we got to design a shirt. Yes, sir. What do you want to make me? What do you want? Uh, just give me a, a fantasy football show shirt. Okay, favorite, well we, my favorite show on um, YouTube. Okay, we can do that, but are we going to put a couple players on here like we did? Like, Mark, I don't know if you can see the shirt. Did you see the shirt that was made yesterday? No, I didn't see it. Look I, at that. I don't can, get to check in every day, but I check in as much as I can. Can you see the the the? Can you see the show right now on your phone or wherever? Well, not really. It's not running okay. live right now. Okay. Well, basically, I mean, once I get off the phone, tell me your favorite. Tell me your favorite players this year, and let's put three or four of them on, and I'll put the fantasyfootballshow.com on it, on it as well. But tell tell me a couple of the players. I'm feeling Ceedee Lamb and Javante Williams. Okay, Lamb and Javante. 
Yep. Do you want favorite to go players? Do you want me to say something like get lambed? That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. Okay, get lambed, and then we'll put Javante on there. Um, give me one other player you absolutely love this year that you just you want on this shirt. You want to wear it around like a uniform, Mark. Let me think a second. Okay, you think about it. And then we'll put a fan, the oh, fantasy football show. We'll put the fantasy football show right here across the middle. And then this will be. Maybe it'll be like that. Maybe this will be Javante there and then get lambed right here. We'll design it something like that. I like it. Okay. I'm feeling Jerry Judy's going to have a big year. You want Judy on there? Yeah, yeah I think he's going to have a big year. Okay. <clears throat> We'll put Judy. Put Judy on there. Okay. It's done, Mark. I'm, I'm going to work on that. I'll work on it during the show, too. Uh, and hopefully have it, you know, you can watch uh, later and see it. So the point in the show where you'll start seeing me make it is after 46 minutes into the show. So you're going to want to forward there if to, to see your shirt potentially being made. Um, you feeling good about Judy this year? I, I do like Jerry Judy, Mark. Um I, I guess my only concern is that, you know, will he stay healthy? Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing I'm worried about. One of the better route runners in the entire National Football League. Um, that was known coming out of college. You know, everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. He was talking yeah, about was it. Looking, get, get separation on his cuts and all. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is, he is a monster. I mean, everybody wanted this kid. Um I think he could be something special, but he does have to stay healthy. And Mark, I'm going to give you a draft call with this one because because you you've been you've been tossing a lot of a lot of uh, super chats my way over the last couple of years. So we're definitely going to take care of you on this one, and and I'm going to send a yeah, couple. I'm extra. ready for the season to start. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and, and Seth Jocelyn really deserves a. Let's give a round of applause for Seth Jocelyn who knocked off the other Seth yesterday. Um, Seth. Yeah. Let's get somebody to knock me off. Yeah, buddy. You what? What'd you say, Mark? Let's get somebody to knock me off. Yeah, somebody. That would that would be something if Mark's reign literally ended before I even made a shirt. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's support the show and do it. We're we're taking this thing to the top, Mark. We're gonna be at uh, we're gonna be at twenty k by by January. That's my goal. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm going to get somebody up to 500, 700, 1,000. Yeah. Let's make this show the biggest one. Let's do it. It ain't already. Mark, what 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 players do you like other than Judy? Like, I'm not talking about the shirt anymore, but just like, well, give me a, give me a player yeah. that you 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 have concerns about and a player that you love this year, Mark. That that you haven't listed already. Um, I have concerns. I mean, there's a couple wide receivers I really like, like Tim McLaurin and. Um, I love McLaurin. DJ Moore, but I just worry about um, they gonna get, are they going to have the quarterback play or, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm worried about Dalvin Cook. He's going to stay healthy. Um, you know, if you get Dalvin, you better get Madison. We know that. Um, a little bit concerned about him. He's got a lot of miles on him. You I don't like, know. I, that's what I was thinking. That was the first round. You know, what running back I need to take. You know, that's what, a good one there. What do you think about Javante? Because I keep telling people I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon at all. Hackett, new staff, essentially. Russell Wilson, new quarterback. I'm just hoping, 
I'm not. I'm not. Coaching I, that new uh, coaching. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Coaching Mark. the new coaching staff kind of gives them a 60 30 or 65, you know, 35 run or whatever. Yeah. 60 40, 60 35. Um, I'm hoping they kind of turn him loose. I mean, he breaks all them tackles and power runner. He should be the real deal. Yeah. I, I mean, number one tackle breaking monster in the NFL, man. Yeah, I traded for him in um, Dynasty, actually. I got him in Nodge. Yeah, there's going to be a Javante video dropping very soon, so I, I'm going to try and do it a different way. Like, I've, I've beat the drum and beat the horse on Javante enough this year that I don't need to just regurgitate content, but what I'm going to do is is drop something a little different on the Javante Williams video. It's going to be more about how to trade into Javante so that I can touch up on... You know exactly what 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 I what the concerns everybody has, and try and put those concerns to bed, and address them. But also a, a nice little twist of how to trade for Javante, how to use the news to your advantage, how to take advantage of Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a gift, and as I always say on this show, if this button that I'm holding right in my hands right now, Mark, I know you can't see it, but I'm holding a button in front of the the camera. If this button could could send Melvin Gordon in a trade. To Baltimore right now. I wouldn't press it. I wouldn't press it. I I, I don't understand how people don't understand that. That what why I wouldn't press it. I wouldn't press it because Javante, I'm not scared of Melvin. So if you're telling me that this paper tiger situation, and I don't care what he did last year. He's a year older. Javante Williams literally led the entire league in broken tackles as a halftime player. He this guy, Melvin Gordon, is Naheem Hines. As Naheem Hines scared everybody away from Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor dropped to like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And so I, I don't see any difference between Naheem Hines. I, I understand they play a little different football. I'm not saying they have the exact same skill set. I'm just saying I wouldn't undo it because now I get Javante as my second drafted player. Now we can draft Javante and JT in some cases. You can draft Jamar Chase in round one and still get Javante in round two. There's no better gift to fantasy football Javante Williams believers than Melvin Gordon. Because guess what? Drafting a rookie, drafting a Rashad White, drafting a Tyler Algier, that all would have been much worse than having an, an aging, older Likely to get injured at some point if he's given any kind of volume that, that makes Javante Williams watered down. If Javante Williams is watered down, that means Melvin Gordon's getting fed and Melvin Gordon's going to likely get hurt. So I'm, I'm not worried about it at all. And, and on top of that, like, it's it's hilarious. You either believe in Javante or you don't. Because if you think that Melvin Gordon's going to hold back Javante, then you don't think of... Javante the way I do, and that's the bottom line. That's where the divide is. I don't even need to have the conversation or argument with somebody. If you truly believe Melvin Gordon is going to hold back Javante Williams like so many were afraid Hines was going to hold back JT, then you don't believe Javante is one of the top two or three running backs in the NFL, and that's fine, but I believe he's literally JT. JT wasn't going to be held back by anybody. Once it was JT JT's time, they were going to let him run. They were going to let him fly, Mark. They were going to let him. Yep. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. Yeah. That's Asher's beautiful voice, by the way. 
I think Devontae's top five this year, and I'm hoping my uh, C.D. Lamb's going to be top five because I'm a Cowboy fan, and I'm looking for that. Yeah. Mark, I- I'm going to get to work yeah. on your shirt. I'm going to get to work on your shirt. Uh, and let me know when I'm going to help you with your draft. All right, pal? That's correct. Can't wait. All right, anything else? No, not, not really. Loving the show, man. Just keep it going. Call back if, Call back if you have another question. Phone lines open to you always. Thank you, sir. Later. All right. Alex Cruz, call back. I didn't mean to hang up on you. That was very rude of me. And there was a question earlier. The Walker Schultz question. <laughs> Who asked that a while ago? Stafford and that was Stormcat? Smitty, hey, Stormcat here. Uh, I've been racking up the frequent flyer miles over at Underpain. Steadily going. Yeah, I think it's Walker Schultz. Um, Walker doesn't become a concern until he gets in around five. If you're drafting Walker at mid six to the end of six, I really, really still like him. Dalton Schultz in round five is a little too early for me. And I, that's me. And I've been hyping up Dalton Schultz from the beginning. That's a little too early for me. Why? Not because he can't earn it. I mean, Andrews could earn number 15 overall value, but he'd have to blow up explode and then earn you what you're paying and then you get lucky and you you escape you know flush like I, I i took andrews at 18 overall he has to blow up he did okay it broke even didn't hurt me but i want to i want a player that's going to explode from every draft slot i draft him in tony pollard boom to the moon tony pollard to the moon um drafting tyler algier in double digit rounds to the moon boom to the moon Drafting Dalton Schultz in round five, I don't. If he gets to round five, I don't know that I feel like that. I mean, he's still gonna do great, but he's gonna have to explode, become the third or fourth tight end, and then I don't know. I feel like why not draft Fryermuth in like round twelve to the moon? You know, if we get to that point. So my line in the sand is probably I don't know that I want to make him my fifth drafted player. You shouldn't have to yet. You shouldn't have to yet. Thank you for um I don't know if that's Oh, thank you for I think that's the store link. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. Um anyway, that, that answers that question. Alex Alex Cruz call back if What's up? You're live in the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Alex. Alex, I'm sorry I had to hang up on you, man. We had to create a shirt here. No, nah, you're good. I, I skipped Mark. I skipped ahead. So I just, yeah. I so I got to write these down because I'm going to race this. So Lamb, Javante, Javante, and Judy. I'm going to make Mark that shirt. Okay. So Alex, I don't know if you can see the screen right here. I'm going to put the marker board one up. I don't know if you heard me, but what I'm really looking to do if I'm you is grab Swift and Javante. If that's me. Are we already out on this marker? We go through these markers like they're... We go through these markers like they're... I don't know what... Okay, so what if... What if... Um, what if Mixon is there? I mean, I, I like I like Swift better than Mixon. Okay, well, what if a, what if a wide receiver like Diggs or Adams, something like that? I like Swift better than everybody but Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase. 
All right. But that's me. I mean, and, and I always tell you, don't go into a draft with a plan of attack. I'm just saying, if I'm sitting there at 11 and Swifty's there, I'm taking Swift there. And then right here, if Javante's there. The only reason I would say that, the only reason I would say that, Smitty, is that do you think at, I'm close to the turn. Do you think I could get Swift um, like all with my second pick? No. Like, is he more likely to fall than some of the other players or not? Swift is likely to go in 7 to 11. M- maybe 13. Okay. Like, may- maybe, and you that's when you could get him. But that's like the end of the road. So I'd say like 13. It also depends on your your league. Like, we draft Swift a little higher than everybody. So sometimes we're a little off on, on some of those guys that are like two slots higher that because we're scooping them up. But I feel like he's climbing. People are starting to talk about him. Um it just depends. But even even if that's the case, don't you think Javante's very likely? Amazing Asian with the super chat. $10 hauler. $10 hauler. Appreciate you. Um, Where was that? Table. There we go. Um, even, if, even if you're reaching, what would you do here then instead? So like if you were to try and get Swift here, what would you do? You're talking about Adams or something? Yeah. So um, there's, there's 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 that trio of wide receivers that's after Cup, that's after the Chase and Jefferson. There's like Diggs, there's there's Adams, there's uh, somebody else. I mean, I, honestly, I feel like. Uh... If it's me, let me see if I can. I'm trying to enable something real quick. Sorry. If it's me, I'm going. Like here's what here's why I would do this. If Swift gets sniped, who are you taking then? Javante. Like that's okay. I'm I'm okay with like if you go Adams here and Swift gets sniped, you go Javante. I, I I'm okay with that. But but here's here's what I'm thinking is that Adams is no different in my opinion than Lamb. Or Debo, essentially. If you disagree and you think Adams is a big, big step up, I just think Adams isn't going to eat as much as he's used to eating. And he'll do good, but he's not going to be better than Lamb. He'll be at most equal to Lamb, at most equal to Debo. I just don't see Adams having a, a same type of year he, he's been having with Aaron Rodgers. So this is what I think. And let's look at the different teams. So if you take Swift at 11. And I agree. I agree with that. If you take Swift at 11 and you take Javante here you you arguably have two top five running backs here and the reason why i think this is a good strategy is because you can telegraph this you literally can say guys i'm going to try and go wide receiver wide receiver with my third and fourth rounder you could literally pass a note around the room it says i'm taking wide receivers and you could hand this note around your entire draft it could circle all the way around. There's nothing they can do. Nothing anybody can do about what you're about to do with this third and fourth round pick. Why? Because there are handfuls of players available to you every time you're on the clock at 3.12 and 4.1. Handfuls. Let's say people go, they get together, they band together, and they go, let's screw Alex. Let's screw Alex. Let's go ahead uh, and, 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 take, uh, and take all the wide receivers. Well, guess what? You're boohoo. 
you're going to get Waddle as your wide receiver one, and you're at least going to get ETN or Brees Hall or someone there. And who cares if you're rocking the one wide receiver and you've got the you got ETN in your flex or you got Brees Hall in your flex or let's say DK falls, but all the other wide receivers get sniped or McLaurin falls, uh, and and you got McLaurin. So you got McLaurin here, and now you got to take Herbert. Like that 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 team is so good, Alex Swift and Javante. It's almost it's almost dummy proof when you get to the third and fourth round. It, there's nothing anybody can do. There's no way someone can scoop up all the DKs, all the McLaurins, all the Waddles, all those players that are going to fall here. You're going to get at least one of them guaranteed. And then if the others get scooped up, you've got ETN, you've got Herbert, you've got Hall, you've got uh, you've got such a, an a, a assortment of players that you can go after. I'm not saying that 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 approach doesn't still work here because like let's let's go wide receiver wide receiver from this 11th spot. So let's say you went Adams and Diggs. Okay, that's very very strong. And then right here, you took ETN if he fell, and he may not fall, and Brees Hall. Like, that's a very good team as well. ETN, Hall, Diggs, and Adams. But I venture to say it's a step down from the Javante and You don't Swift. think that would be a reach? What would be a reach? Those two? No. ETN at the bottom of round three is essentially a fourth rounder. No. Hall, Hall you could take higher than 4.1 and it not be a reach, but this would be this would be Hall falling to a, a great spot, I think. This would be ETN falling to a great spot. He may not even fall when your draft comes to, to 3.12. ETN could be right in the middle of round three. So, but my point is this is a this is an eight out of ten, but this Javante and Swift team. It feels like the best team this beginning without even filling these players in. This beginning feels like the best team you can assemble in 2022, in my opinion. Like just the start of it. I just love it. it, it I think, I think, I think I agree because with the, I think running back is so much more valuable than wide receiver just because, like you said, there's like these, these, there's like a cluster of wide receivers that are all the same. And it, and it happens in, like, both tiers, like, Adams, Debo, you know, Dig, And then there's that second tier where it's, like, Evans, like, Hill, like, whatever, where it's, like, you're going to get one of those guys. But, you, like, running back is, is, is so so scarce, you know? Yeah. I mean, just for me. For, for it's, better me. To, it's better to take that running back and then just know that in rounds three and four, there's going to be plenty of good, like. It, and it's not receivers. so much. That I that I'm all about running back. I, I draft the best player available, but these are by far the best players available to me because Javante. Like I'm not I'm not gonna not use what's going on with Javante to my advantage. Like sometimes I'll reach here when you can maybe get Javante here. I can't be patient enough. I'm taking him here. I don't want someone to think the way I'm thinking and take him from me or and you know like move down. If I could move down, I probably wouldn't. I'd just stay there and draft him unless I got some major upgrade somewhere. But Javante to me belongs here i don't i don't i melvin this is the craziest part is in february everyone thought melvin was staying alex and he was going right here and he didn't have russell wilson so you're telling me that he ends up staying anyway you thought he was going to leave so your hopes got raised but then he ends up staying and he gets russell wilson and he goes from here 
down to here, it makes no sense at all. Javante is worth this pick right here. If Javante were going in the top five, I would take him in the top five. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But because he's falling to a place in round two as your second drafted player and people are still telling me he's not worth it. Oh, I'm worried about Melvin Gordon. He's not a good second rounder. That's ridiculous to me. I absolutely love it. It's the best. This is the best. This is this Brees Hall and Burrow in like round six. Can you imagine if, if you get Burrow right here, Alex? If you get Burrow right here, this is your, this is a five, this is six. If you get Burrow right here and you end up getting, let's say, uh, let's say you end up getting Hall or who do you like better, Hall or ETN? I like Hall more. Okay. Or, so, I mean, okay. We'll yeah, put Hall. Yeah. Who do you like better, McLaurin, DK, or Waddle? McLaurin, DK, or Waddle? Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I like, uh, I like, I like Waddle. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll put Waddle here. Tell me tell me tell me someone in the chat that this team doesn't win the championship. Look at this squad right here. Swift, Javante, Waddle, Brees Hall, Joe Burrow. And you could probably get, depending on how savvy your league is, you could probably get Mike Williams right here. And if you can't get Mike Williams at 5.12, we got him at 5.1 in the throne draft. And it felt a little early, so I feel like 5.12 is it's, it's, it's possible. Uh, you could talk about a guy like, I mean, I'm trying like, to... Uh, I mean... What about like, like uh, Hollywood Brown or something? Yeah, like Hollywood could fall there. Um, what tight end would be there? I mean Waller. Waller could Waller sometimes falls to five point one two. It's it's crazy. Or Kittle. Do you like Kittle? Somewhat. You know, like Waller. Sometimes let me see where Waller is going overall right now in consensus data. Because Waller is kind of all over the map. He's fifty one overall. So that's higher than this. But let's say Kittle. Where's Kittle going? Or like a, or like a Corlinson. Kittle, Kittle, yeah, yeah, I I, Kittle sometimes falls here, but uh, you could get you could get so much talent right there. So we'll leave that one open because it's preference, and I don't want to throw this off, this look of this off, and have people like look at the player I'm writing in and they don't like him. I'll keep it simple: Swift, Javante, Waddle, Hall, or Swift, Javante, McLaurin. I like McLaurin a little bit more myself, but mm -hmm. it's okay. McLaurin, Hall, or do you like this better, McLaurin and Waddle? Swift, Javante, McLaurin, Waddle, Burrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's championship, man. All right, Smitty, I just got one more question for you. I don't yeah. want to take up, like, the whole time. Let's say um, let's say you're in round two, and you have to take, like, and you got these running backs, right? Um, let's say there's, um, there's this group of running backs that, like, Kamara is gone, and there's, there's, Saquon, there's uh, Fournette, there's Aaron Jones. So Saquon, Fournette, Saquon, uh, Fournette, Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones goes above both of them on the regular, and I, I, I don't think that's wrong. I think for good reason. Fournette, I spelled wrong. 
I think that's I think that's logical that that Aaron Jones is a 2.8 to 2.12, 2.10 to 2.12 safer for me. But Fournette, I wouldn't take Fournette in the third the third round. I, I Saquon, I'm not comfortable taking Saquon until the mid third round, and even then, I still like Brees Hall more than him. I. I find myself taking Brees Hall over Saquon 11 times out of 10. And that alone eliminates the the possibility that I'm ever going to draft Saquon this year. Because Saquon is going to go before Brees Hall by a, by a, a long, by, a, by a quite a ma- uh, margin. So I, I'm never put in a position where I draft Saquon. I'm never going to draft Saquon this year. It's not that I don't think Saquon could be... Um, it's not that I think Saquon can't be a top 10 running back, but until he proves it, I'm not spending, especially a second round player on him and make him my second drafted player. But but what if, Smitty, what about this? What if, what if Saquon is sitting there at a good value and you say, Hey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take Brees Hall because someone might just draft him later and I don't want to don't want to pass up like you know what i'm saying like there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to draft hall unless you really reach for him but if i'm at three point if i'm at 3.8 let's say i'll just take hall there if i'm at 3.1 i I won't try and force him no but if i'm at three point so it depends on your draft pick but if i'm at 3.1 i'm not taking saquon there either you know i'll take hall where i need to take hall depending on the flow of the draft but if i'm sitting at 3.8 I'm taking Brees Hall all day long. I don't care what anybody says. Brees Hall, to me, is a top 5 to 10 running back. Brees Hall, to me, is Najee Harris 2021 all over again. Brees Hall, to me, is going to crush late third round value. So, I don't really care. Everybody's saying the same thing over and over. It's, it's you know... It's a reach for Brees Hall. It's too early for Brees Hall. Uh, you can get Brees Hall later. Brees Hall is climbing. Everybody start better get prepared for it. He's climbing. He's climbing quick. It's gonna happen quick by by August fifteen, August one. He'll be a staple in the third round. He won't be this. Oh, you can wait on him. Then it's gonna be a debate of whether he's worth a third round pick. The moment we hear something great out of out of New York, the moment we see a video clip, the moment he plays a, I mean, it'll be late by the time we see him rolling in a preseason game, but like. Things are going to change really quickly for Brees Hall's ranking and value. I, I firmly believe that. I just I love Brees Hall. I'm all about Brees Hall. I, I I think Brees Hall wins leagues for people. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, me thank. All right, appreciate you. Okay, Alex Cruz, the man, the myth, the legend. Appreciate you. All right. Um. Did I answer Stormcat's question? I think I did about uh, and then Ryan Wade. Dak and CD, Burrow and Chase, Allen and Diggs, or Herbert and Mike Will. Okay. Which one of these QB stacks do you feel will do the best or provide the best value from drafting these two? Stafford and Cup, Dak and CD, Burrow and Chase, Allen and Diggs, or Herbert and Mike Williams. Thank you. Burrow and Chase, then 
Allen and Diggs. But Burrow and Chase are my, my pick by a mile. I mean, look, I, I think Burrow could be the number one quarterback in the NFL. I think Chase could be the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So it's pretty easy for me. Uh, these are today's Discord questions by Kenny Powers. Kenny, thank you for leaving these, buddy boy. Hey, Smitty, this one's from B-Man from Discord. He wants to know in redraft, are you taking Lazard or Christian Watson? Lazard or Christian Watson? Give me Lazard right now in redraft. I'm really feeling the Lazard train. But I like both of them. By the end of the year, Watson maybe, but Lazard in the beginning. Lazard, Lazard's being talked about by Rodgers as being like the number one guy. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Amazing Asian. Amazing Asian. What's up? Yeah, I'm using a di- di- I'm using a different phone. That's why you didn't uh, know it was me. Hey, um, I heard you last night during your late night uh, show after the super chat to email you, and uh, I don't want my technological difficulties to be a topic every time I call in. But I tried to email you. My Yahoo email said uh, the fantasyfootballshow.com is not a valid email address. So obviously, I did something wrong. I mean, I triple stamped, double stamped, and checked, and it just did go through. And I sent it anyway, and it's in my. Uh, it's in my outbox. I never sent to you. So I just wanted to let you know that I did hear you last night, and I tried to email you. So I'm going to try it again. I'm going to use a laptop or something. I'm not sure what's going on with my phone, but I just want to let you know I wasn't ignoring you. Okay, yeah, just go. Well, I have a contact form at the Fantasy Football Show, though. So just go to thefantasyfootballshow.com and just click the contact form. That way you don't have to enter any email addresses or anything. You can send me an email right through that. The- the contact form? Yeah, just go to thefantasyfootballshow.com, click on contact us, and it'll take you to a form, fill it oh. out, you're good to go. Okay. Hey, and you got time for a real quick question? Yeah, hit me with it. I was just listening to, to the debate about Saquon Bar- Barkley, and I just wanted to uh, ask you something. I mean, you probably play basketball, or you at least refer to the hot hand fallacy where, you know, if a basketball player hits four or five in a row and they think, well, oh, he's got to make the next one, right? He comes down and takes a 28-foot off-balance shot with somebody in his face and clanks the next four or five shots. You know, Jordan's done it, Steph Curry. So basically, what happens in the past is going to happen in the future. Now, that goes for good or bad. So I'll give you another example. It's like with Matt Stafford. When he first uh, got drafted, he was hurt all the time for the first three years, and they thought, this guy's injury-prone. Now he's played the last seven, eight years without an injury, and now he's got a Super Bowl title with the Rams. So it goes both ways, good and bad. So with Barkley, I just want to say, like, I, I think the guy is an absolute beast. He's got speed, power, elusiveness. He's got all the moves. He's a three-down workhorse, which is very rare. He's got nobody there besides Matt Breida that's going to challenge him for any time. <laughs> Matt Breida's no, no threat. So I don't understand. Like, you, you mentioned, you specifically mentioned Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has A.J. Dillon breathing down his neck. He, you know, he's going to miss some games. You know he's going to. He misses typically three games a year. And A.J. Dillon's going to take over the goal line, first and second. He's down work. He's a, he's a pass-catching back. I personally don't see why you would draft Aaron Jones over Barkley. He's just, I mean, think about it. He, he's got, you know, uh, in my view, um, Josh Allen Light. And Daniel Jones. I mean, say what you want about him. The guy's got arm talent. Josh Allen Light? He can, he's mobile. Yeah, he's Josh Allen Light. He, I mean, plus he's got Josh Allen's uh, coach, Dable, over there. That, yeah. You know, I, look what he did for, for Josh Allen. I like Dable. And he's got the improved offensive line. I mean, they, they picked up uh, Golinski and uh, Feliciano for the interior. They drafted that stud tackle out of Alabama. You know, um, 
and they've got some receivers coming back to kind of take the, the guys out of the box. I just see the the, the, the scenario for Barkley is I think people are are, are using the, the hot hand fallacy against him. Like what happened in the past is going to happen in the future. I, I just don't see it. I, I just he's got so much more of a such better situation than than even somebody like Aaron Jones. So I I don't know. I, I just uh, I heard you talking to that the last caller about that, and I thought I just wanted to comment on that as well. So, I mean, I hear I hear what you're thought. saying, but but the thing the difference between Aaron Jones and and Barkley is that Barkley hasn't done anything for two years, you know. So it's like, I mean, I know he came back last year, but he got he got hurt. He kept he, he's just he he his motor is a thousand miles per hour, and I feel like he's he's just very injury prone. Part of it is he's he's almost like too strong for his own good, and he almost goes a hundred thousand miles an hour. Which doesn't work well with his 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 strength, like you said, is like the torque on his knees. He he tore his elbow the play before he tore his ACL. Like he or dislocated his elbow. I don't know if you remember the game he tore his ACL. I think it was week two, I believe. Of yeah, two, was, two years ago. I was watching that game, yeah. And he like jumped up and like he was just go he just goes he tries to get the extra like half an inch, you know? And he and he, he dislocated his elbow, we thought. And he went to the sideline like this, and we we're like, "Oh my God, his season's done, or he's at least out for like four to six games or something." And he it looked bad. And then he comes back onto the field. He takes like a play or two off. Comes back onto the field. The very next play, tears his ACL. And I know you could say that's dumb luck. And then he comes in and then sprains his ankle. And you could say that's dumb luck. He stepped on a player's foot. That could happen. But it's his style of play, like running into the back of your lineman and trying. Like he won't stop. He he's a thousand miles per hour. And I just feel like he is an injury-prone player. He plays about as aggressively as like a, a Gronk or um, a Claypool. Claypool is going to always be getting banged up. I know I say I like Claypool, but he is very injury-prone. Claypool just puts his body in the worst positions. Um, same thing with Gronk. And it's like Barkley, for being an injury-prone player, I don't know how he's going to hold up. I just don't. I feel that he's going to be injury uh, injury risk his entire time. Hold on one second. I got, I got some chaos going at the Casa de Smitty. We are one hour and 25 minutes in anyway. I got to run. I got kids screaming, getting hurt. Um, appreciate everybody. And uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Take I, care of business. And, uh, yeah, last thing I'll say. well with, uh, with your family. Yeah, yeah, no, everything's good, but I, I do have to run. But last thing I'll say is that, that Danny, Daniel Jones, I don't, I don't, I'm not on board that train, but... I do like Dable. I do think Dable is a good coach. I just don't think he has the weapon that he needs. Um, I would say that uh, Barkley has the potential to bounce back. I'm not saying Barkley. Um, I'm not saying Barkley's like gonna bust for sure or anything. I'm just saying I don't believe that Barkley is a safe bet as a second drafted player or in the early third. I'm telling you, in the in the mid third, I'm okay with it. And I'll be honest, I'm not excited about. I don't know if you heard what I said. I'm not excited about Aaron Jones in the middle of the thir- of the second round. 
lot of people are taking him there. I like him a little bit more toward the end, and I have my concerns about Aaron Jones too. So I, I don't know that I totally disagree with you that I'm worried about Aaron Jones, but I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not on board the Barkley train until he proves it. Two years of him not being, I don't know, in in a in a, in a position to prove that he's back. Like I I just I'm a wait and see. I'm I'm at a wait and see, and I think that I feel like a a, a Brees Hall is going to outscore him. I think Brees Hall is going to be a monster, and I know a lot of people feel uncomfortable about that because Brees Hall hasn't done it yet, so they don't want to go near it. That's not what I do. I don't play it safe. I play it safe when it comes to injuries that are repeated that you can you can develop a pattern with, and and the pattern recognition of it all comes into play, like Barkley. Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, there's mileage. There's a lot of tangible reasons to avoid and say, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm jumping a year too early on Henry. Maybe I'm not giving Barkley the benefit of the doubt. But in the case of what we have in front of us, the risk is too high. There's too many red flags. Bad offensive line. Sure, they're improving things. Bad quarterback play. You believe in them, I don't. Vulturing touchdown quarterback, Daniel Jones stealing touchdowns away from Barkley, not living in the red zone. I don't think the Gi- I think the Giants are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. So there's there's a big difference between probably the way you see the offense and the way I see the offense. So understandable that you would like Barkley a little more than me, but I'm fading Barkley. I'm fading guys that I feel like there's a pattern of injury and they're older. And then you see me believe in a guy like ETN who has a, a big injury that takes him out, you know, and we haven't really seen him do anything yet. So I, I'm, I'm hard to read. I admit that. And I'll go near risk. I'll fly close to the sun. But there can't be multiple red flags staring me in the face. ETN's got no other red flags other than the injury. He's got the offense. He's got the rapport with his quarterback. There's no one there to take carries away from him. James Robinson's not going to even be healthy. He's not even, a, I'm not even, he's an afterthought. James Robinson's nothing to me. For 2022 he's a fly he's a gnat yeah. on his shoulder you feel, you feel the same way about melvin gordon so they're they're probably equal in your mind with yeah, well, uh, robinson and gordon in that that respect right they're not, not going to challenge the uh not really the because Me- there. I, I mean to a point but melvin gordon's healthy right now um james robinson has had a torn achilles that he's coming back from see he's a he's a non-factor like he's a, he's not even be ready even if he he'll be a non-factor all year he'll have no explosion all year acres is going to have very little explosion all year. This is Aker's first year back from his torn Achilles tendon. This is not his second year back. Everyone's going to say it's his second year back. He played a little bit last year. He was He's still not one year recovered from his torn Achilles tendon. So Akers, you know, Akers is not entering his second year and he's going to have more explosion. He's entering his first full year of being recovered from the Achilles. So I'm staying away from all those yeah. red flags, bro. Uh, I got to let you run. I got to yeah, end the show. All Pre- right, man. Appreciate you. All right, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, no, everything's good. Call, call back good again. Night. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I appreciate it. Sorry about ending, ending the show shortly. Um, I got some things that are kind of on my plate here that I got to take care of that usually aren't. So appreciate everybody here. Take it easy. Mark Cleveland, you you beast of a man. You absolute animal dropping a 450 wad. Uh, Jocelyn, Seth Jocelyn, you monster. You, uh, the Jocelyn surprise before you. Pretty Richie. Michael KCPA, and every one of you that are YouTube exclusive members right here. Look at that wonderful list. If you want to become a YouTube exclusive member, that link is pinned in the chat. Click on that link and get some, become a part of the, of the, the movement. And I've got to move Seth. Unfortunately, 
down here. What a monster Seth is. Let's move Jocelyn down here. Jocelyn's a, a beast, pretty Richie. Um, Michael K. CPA, Seth Jocelyn, and uh, Niner by Nature. And now we have to move the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Cleveland, uh, who has a three a $450 super chat right here. Um, that says $399, but it is $400. I'll, I'll, I'll fix that. $450 super chat. Mark Cleveland, you animal, you, you absolute straight monster. You're getting a shirt, buddy boy. You are getting a shirt, and I appreciate every single one of you. Until tomorrow, I will see you all. Peace out. Show oh, and I and I'll be I'll be live tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, like normal, every single Monday through Friday. And anytime there's breaking news, your boy Smitty goes live. So get ready. Ron Navy, Ron Navy says, crap, I was so late. Ron, appreciate the super chat. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in here. 116 of you in here. Please hit that thumb up button on the way out the door. I answer every single question you throw at me in the comments of the video. Once the video is up, not the live chat. I can't get to every single one of those. But the video will start off with zero comments. I answer every comment. Test me. Try me and get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your one-on-one -on -one text advice and all your rankings, bold predictions, articles, trade calculator, dynasty rankings, redraft rankings, top 200, super rookie rankings, rookie rankings, all the articles and bold predictions at thefantasyfootballshow.com and that one-on-one -on -one text advice you know you want. Get on out of here.